listen, we have a lot to talk about. We have so much to get through. Um, so we're going to move fast, which means you need to put your seatbelt on. We're also, this is a car smart Friday, you know, so that, that means basically we're just, we are getting all caught up and there's a lot to cover. All right. So be safe. Let's do this. Let's start first with laser hair removal, because that's the thing that everyone's asking questions about. It's been a topic in the pod squad for a long time. And in fact, thank you podcast listeners. Thank you, lifers, for encouraging me to do it because I uh, just had no interest. I had no interest because for the same reason, like I've never gone to get a Brazilian wax, like just having somebody down there, I don't know, you know, I'm modest. I am just not one of those gals. Like I've got girlfriends who, you know, when we're all like staying together, on one of our girlfriend retreats, like they're naked the whole time. Like, you know, just blow drying their hair, naked, whatever, like just very comfortable with that whole scene. I'm just not. Like, even if I'm home by myself and no one is here and I was in the woods, like, and no one was around for a hundred miles, I still just am not like a just be naked kind of girl. I'm not. And so the thought of having somebody all up in my stuff made me super uncomfortable. Like, oh my God, that would be so awkward. But you really convinced me, Shaleen, like you kept saying, life-changing. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. And every single time I would put my leg up in my shower to shave again and then shave my leg and then shave all the other body parts, I'm like, you know, and I like, listen, things need to be well-kept around here because because we're active. Brett Johnson's nodding. And, you know, I just, I I need to be ready. Let's just say that. I need to be prepared. I need to be smooth. I need to be sexy. I can't have stubble. So it's, it's a pain in the butt, right? And so I'm like, yeah, all right, fine. Let's give this a shot. So I started doing my research and first understanding like, okay, how does it actually work? What's actually going on? Because I've heard from many people that said it grew back, it didn't work, I got burned. So I'm like, I just, I just need to be very clear on how this works, what the risks are, how to find a good practitioner, um, am I a good candidate, all the things. So first I went to research mode, and then I started reaching out to local friends and getting their recommendations and then doing a little bit more research. And then I just realized like, all right, we're, we're doing this. So... I had my first session yesterday. Uh, Let's talk about the pain level. It was, I would say, okay, so first of all, I have a pretty high pain tolerance. So I'm not sure if I'm a great person to ask this question of. And then Dr. Michaela, she has a very low pain tolerance, if I do say so. So like when we both had our eyebrows microbladed, she, you would have thought that they were amputating both of her legs without any numbness. You know what I mean? Like she was really, I'm like, really? <laughs> what? Wow. That, that painful. Right. And then we both went and got tattoos together too. And again, she's just like, you know, like writhing in pain over the teeniest, tiniest little tattoo. And I, I didn't, I mean, it's just letters and I didn't feel like it hurt at all. So maybe I have a, same thing with my microblading on my eyebrows. Sure. Not the most comfortable thing, uh, but 
I was super duper numbed there. So I didn't feel it during as, you know, you feel a little bit, but not bad. The microblading. And then I, um, so this, this I would say is on a scale of one to 10. Most of the time I would say it was like a two, three. Cause they're like little zaps, zap, zap, right? And each time they do a zap, they're doing an area that's probably two to three inches long by an inch wide. I'm estimating that. And so some of the zaps, I don't know why, maybe it was a more sensitive area. I would go, oh, oh, you know, like that. it means it's literally that quick of a zap. So it, it was almost kind of like getting snapped with a rubber band. So when they would sting, I would say it was probably more like on a scale of one to 10, like maybe a five, but it was never 10. It was so tolerable. I have heard some people use numbing cream. I don't, I don't know anything about that, but um, I did not think it was that painful. So some things you need to know about, I want to just answer some questions for you. And again, I'm not the expert. This is just based on my own research and then talking to quite a few estheticians and medical centers where they actually do this. So first of all, there's different types of lasers and depending upon your skin type, skin tone, and your the type of hair that you have, you should definitely look into what type of laser you're using. So for my uh, listeners, my gals who are black and brown skin toned, you want to use a laser called the YAG. And for the rest of you, you want to use one that's called the Alexandrite, or they sometimes call it the Alex, but those, they're just, they're different types of lasers. And apparently it is less about your hair type and more about your skin tone for those different types of lasers. People who are good candidates, the best candidates is anyone with darker, thicker, coarser hair. You have the best results. The lighter, the finer your hair is, the less impressive your results. Women who are gray or very blonde or a uh, very light redhead, that they're not good candidates. So what are your options? Well, then you'd have to do electrolysis, which is one individual hair at a time. No freaking thank you. <laughs> Just keep shaving if that's the case. Um, let's see, what else do you need to know? Okay, so you, after, times that it grows back. So let's talk about like results. So not all lasers are created equal. There's lots of these places that are popping up everywhere where it's like, it's like a chain and they do, you know, massive amounts of advertising. And so as you can imagine, they're hiring young, typically young women, training them by another young woman. Um, and maybe their training is exceptional, but you're just, you're going to get less experienced practitioners when you're going to a large chain that has massive turnover. My recommendation is go to someone who's been doing this forever who really understands how to control the laser specifically for you, who's done their training, who understands skin type, who understands uh, everything, right? How, how to manipulate the laser. Um, I would also say that calling it laser hair removal, from what I have researched, is probably not the best term. I would call it laser hair reduction because even 
in the absolute base best case scenarios, I have not yet, I hope maybe you're the one, I have not yet heard from one woman who didn't say, yeah, I had a little tiny bit of regrowth or I've had to go back and get some touch-ups or maybe I do a touch-up like every couple of years. I haven't heard anyone say like, never, I'm you know bald as an eagle and I've never had another hair grow back. I would call that a reduction. And again, remember the lighter and finer your hair, Apparently, the the less effective the laser is and the more likely you are to go in and have to do updates. But as, as everyone told me, Shalene, it is night and day. Like even if you have some hair, it takes like two seconds versus, you know, five minutes. And that's something that might pop up like every couple of weeks. You know, it's just, it's so much different. So I'm pretty excited about that. I also think what's really great about this process is no more razor burn, no more redness, no more bumps, no more cuts, no more, like that's amazing. So obviously you can tell by the way I'm talking, I did my bikini and I did my underarms. In the winter months, I'm going to do my legs. You cannot be tan. This is really, really important. You cannot have sun exposure on your skin. It's very dangerous. You could get burned by the laser. You also want to make sure you're not on antibiotics, um, other medications. But a good technician is going to screen you for all those things. And for the love of God, people, be honest. I don't know why people are like, don't tell when someone says, like, what medications are you taking? Tell them all your medications. There's a reason why they're asking that. It is so dangerous to, like, not be honest about, like, what you're taking or if you've been out in the sun or if you've had COVID or if, you know what I mean? Like, just answer those questions. There's a reason why people are asking them, and it's for your own safety. Um, okay, so I will definitely do my legs in the winter. I'm excited about that, but I couldn't do any, you couldn't do any self-tanning or any exposure to the sun for like seven days prior. And I think she said at least a week after, which is no big deal. The next, I mean, I left and didn't feel pain. Was There was no red, like, I don't even think there was any redness. I actually didn't even look, but I don't think there was any redness. Um, it felt like nothing. No, not like literally nothing. The whole process took um, 15 minutes. I mean, it was great. I can't, even, I can't even believe that I waited this. In fact, the, the technician was kind of in shock. The technician that I used, she's been doing this for 20 years. And I'm like, she told me that she was going to, what are you looking at me like that for? I'm listening to the story because we're going on like 20 minutes talking about hair removal. It's a big deal for like 70% of the people. Okay, we'll finish your story. Brett says this is really boring. Maybe it's boring for you. We're gonna, you're going to go back in there, and we're going to have a whole bunch of errors on you lasered next. Why? I don't need anything lasered. Yeah, like your back. Whatever. No, I mean, I think it's a great idea. It's going to be a huge time saver. It's going to help your modeling career. Speaking of Brett's modeling, modeling career, uh, the video that I filmed with the leggings that I, so I did this comparison video. It's not up on YouTube. You can watch on YouTube. Um, I did a comparison video where I showed leggings from Lululemon, my favorite ones, and then leggings dupes, you know, whatever replications that I bought off of Amazon. So $98 versus like $28. And I tested them all out. Oh gosh, I got so many good leggings. I really did. And then in that video I played, I, I inserted, I didn't even tell you this, 
but I put the, in the YouTube video, I put in this clip of me trying to talk Brett into wearing a pair of like really very attractive short shorts because I mean like the shorts you're wearing tonight, I know you're very comfortable, but those are like from, they look like they're from the nineties. I don't need to wear, when I'm laying around, I don't need to wear shorts that are going to go up my butt crack. I know, but like they're like from the nineties. They're, they're just comfortable, like um, uh, uh, sweats, sweat shorts. Yeah, I'm just trying to help your. Uh, well, nobody's coming. Your in. swag. Nobody's coming in here tonight. No one's coming. In. You're right. I got to impress you and Monkey. That's yeah, it. you guys. Okay, you need to see this video. They look so good on him. My husband has. I'm not trying to brag, but he has the best legs. And he works very, very hard on them. They might have neuropathy, but they are the best legs. His neuropathy is still there. Um, but he's, you feel like you're getting closer, do you, to a resolution or an answer or anything? I'm, I, I got a new doctor that we're, we're working with some stuff, and he seems pretty optimistic that he's figured some stuff out. So we'll see. I start on some, I start on some supplements and some medication in a week or so. Did you know that 50% of people who have ADHD, including those of you who may be undiagnosed, but you suspect that you have it, also have a sleeping disorder? 50% of people, isn't that crazy? Which probably means a very large percentage of the population has a sleeping disorder and is unaware. Sleeping disorders include like restless leg syndrome, uh, circadian rhythm disruption, and that is really common for people who have ADHD. It's basically... If your brain turns on at a later point in the day, like like where most people are kind of like shutting down around 930, if that's when you're like, your brain starts revving up, it disrupts your circadian rhythm and it's your circadian rhythm that kind of tells your body or your brain when to start producing the hormones that help you to sleep. So melatonin is a hormone that you should produce naturally, but Again, if your circadian rhythms are off, you might not be producing enough. So that's a sleeping disorder. I mean, there's so many different sleeping disorders that I don't think people are aware of. And also that people, I think, fail to recognize the fact that if your hormones are out of whack, your sleep is going to be out of whack because hormones control your sleep. Isn't that crazy? That's one of the reasons why when I talk about CBD, CBD is very powerful. It can help recalibrate your central nervous system. It is has more of an impact on some people than others, without a doubt. But when you combine CBD with melatonin and the third ingredient, and this is the key, cannabinol, that is the most, in my opinion, it's like one of the most powerful sleep elixirs that is all natural and it really it works with what your body needs and already produces it's it's not like you're taking um a sleep remedy like you know am what are the what's that called tylenol pm or or even alcohol because even those those things may help you fall asleep they don't allow you to get the good sleep deep sleep and rem sleep in fact they're if you look if you have an aura ring or if you track your sleep like on a whoop band or any other mechanism where you can see your deep sleep and your REM sleep, you'll see it's completely disrupted. If you're drinking alcohol, if you're doing THC, if you're taking something else to help you fall asleep, don't fool yourself into thinking that just because it helps you fall asleep, it's going to, you're getting sleep, not necessarily. So that's why I'm such a big fan of 
the sleepy gummy because it has all of those ingredients in it. But there's new research that just came out on cannabinol that I'm like, yes, this is, I, I've been saying this all along. There hadn't been, re, at least I hadn't seen any research about cannabinol and sleep, but it just makes so much sense. We do know that cannabinol makes people sleepy, but now there's new research to support that cannabinol can aid in um, minimizing people's, the impact of Alzheimer's, or I should say early onset of Alzheimer's, etc. So that's pretty cool. I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg when it comes to sleep and Alzheimer's and brain fog and all of those things. I just know this. When I look at my brain scan, the thing that made the biggest difference is sleep. I mean, that's without a doubt. But you can't just say like, I need to get better sleep. That I know you're probably listening to this and you're like, yeah, I know I need to get better sleep, but how? I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you it works for everybody. But what do you have to lose if it's all natural? So try the Sleepy Gummy. It's got all of those ingredients, which means it's probably more expensive, if I'm being honest, than some of these other cheapy CBD sleep gummies. But this is like three incredible ingredients in one. Again, it's these melatonin is a hormone. So you can't like just try it one night and go, well, I don't know, it didn't work or, or I was, you know, whatever. You have to find the right dosage for you, which is going to take some playing around with. And you got to give it at least a week. I have, I'm really, to be honest, I like two. I like two gummies. That seems crazy to me because Brett takes two gummies too. But I'm like, yeah, but also he doesn't have ADHD. So I take two gummies and I am knocked out. It's, it makes a huge difference. You can try the Sleepy Gummy from My Soul CBD by going to mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shaleen. All right, that's where you get your big discount. You can also click on the link below in our show notes and we'll hook you up with that discount. Just try it. I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's not gonna work for everybody, but if you've tried other things, what is more important than your sleep? And I have a medical condition and now I feel like we are our parents. Like literally when I call my I mom- I don't talk about it though. I know, but I told everyone I was, I would finally disclose what's going on with me. Okay. So I talk, I've talked about this on Patreon. So my Patreon peeps already know this, but I, I didn't want to mention it on the regular podcast because, and I'm going to tell you why it is because I, I really dis, I'm, I know I shouldn't, I know this shouldn't bug me, but it really bugs me when I have something and people start trying to diagnose me and telling me stories like you know, as soon as you tell someone, oh, I've got this like symptom, they're like, oh, my aunt had that. And boom, two weeks later, she was dead. You know, like stuff like that. Like, I, I just don't need that. I don't like that. And then I feel very, if someone reaches out and they've got like a, oh, it could be this, 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 or this. And they've gone to this extent to give me this information and provide details, I feel obligated to respond to them. And then sometimes I'm responding to the same things over and over and over again. And I also kind of want to say like, do you not think that I research all this? Like the obvious things, you know what I mean? So yeah, I get a little bit know it all-ish-y when I have something that's wrong with me. I don't like to talk about it because I don't like all the 
people going like, oh my, that's exactly what I have. And then they describe it. I'm like, you didn't hear what I said. That's nothing like what I have. And I don't know why. It just really bugs me. And I, and I don't like that. So I'm going to tell you what's going on with me. And I'm going to tell you that I really do not want the advice. I don't want you to tell me what it is. I don't want you to tell me about your aunt that died from the same thing. None of those things, okay? Unless you are an ENT or you've had the exact same um, diagnosis that I have. They're still going to do it. Like we've talked about my neuropathy and literally have said, I have no pain. And then I get DMs and they're like, my husband has what you have. He's got shooting pain down his legs and he can barely walk. I'm like, this it's not, not the same. It's not the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Back to me. Get your own podcast, sir. Oh yeah, you already have one. It's called Patreon. Okay. So, um, okay. So about like six months ago, I noticed that, and maybe you guys noticed too, that I, I don't have the same power in my voice. Like I have to struggle to articulate things. I have to struggle to project and I've never had to do that. I lost my ability to yell. I lost my ability to sing about like five or six months ago. I started losing my range and I started feeling like there's more air in my throat and feeling like I had something stuck in the back of my throat. Like, like I literally would like keep swallowing hard and swallowing hard. And sometimes that feeling is more pronounced than others. Like sometimes I will go to the mirror and open up my mouth as wide as I can because I'm like, I know there's something stuck in the back of my throat. It felt like that. And then what would happen is because I can't project or I feel like I can't project and my voice is weak, then I really strain and I'm using my throat versus my diaphragm. And then I'm straining my voice and then I wake up the next day and I don't have a voice. And this is a problem because I don't know if you know this, but I talk for a living. It's like what I do. I do six podcasts a week. I do several, you know, webinars per week. Um, And then all I do on social media is talk, 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 right? So I'm like literally a talking head. So that's kind of a problem. And it was really impacting my work because there were some days where I would go, I'd have to be scheduled to do something and I didn't have a voice. I could get my voice by doing vocal warm-ups, you know, on those days, decent. But it would it was still like, oh God, I gotta push this this event back later because I don't have a voice right now. And then that started really stressing me out. Okay, so the first thing I thought was maybe this is, you know, because of course you Google it, you go straight to Google and you start Googling it. And, you know, one one of the side effects of aging is a vocal change. Okay. Is it that? So then I start researching that. Um, It could be hormone replacement therapy. I do um, a hormone replacement therapy. I am not menopausal yet, but like, you know, I'm perimenopausal. So then I start researching that. Then I came off of my hormone replacement for almost three months, I think, to see if that impacted and it didn't. So then what we started doing was really like trying to figure out like, okay, so what symptoms are these and what do they match up with? Because it's not age related. It doesn't seem to be, I mean, like it might be, there might be some little correlation with that too, right? Like everyone's voice gets deeper as they age, but, and I'd worked on my voice for a long time, like in recording pod, like once I became a podcaster, I started listening to my earlier episodes. I'm like, I got to work on my voice. So I worked with Roger Love 
And I, I, I spent a lot of time like really focusing on having a strong, confident, but soothing voice and sounding knowledgeable. And like I, I worked on it. So my voice is important to me. Like I, re- I really care about my voice. And so, but, you know, of course your voice gets deeper as you age, but this is so different. Like I can't, it's not just, I just can't push it out. Like, and I, it'll crack in the middle of sentences and I have to do so much to warm it up just to talk. So anyways, long story short, I go to an EN, I finally, you know, do my research. I go to an ENT. Um, we do all the diagnostic tests. They, you know, put the camera down my throat and, and basically, um, so I have a couple things going on. I have extremely inflamed vocal cords and they are inflamed, he believes, because one side of my vocal cords have a partial paralysis. So when he put the camera down my throat and I do the exercises, one side of my vocal cords is not like coming in to touch the other side. It's like, it's just not, it's moving. It's not like completely paralyzed, but it's not working the way it should. And so that is going to dramatically change my voice, which, and then the inflammation is because I'm overly straining. Okay, so what do I do to fix it? Well, first is, why is this happening? Well, it can happen from a surgery if when you're intubated. I know what you're thinking. And who knows? Maybe it was from that surgery. Who knows? Um, it's also could be from uh, a neurological disorder. So now we're doing more tests. So I had to go do blood work and now we're doing some, I don't remember what the name of the test is. Here's the deal. Don't worry about me. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to start working with uh, a vocal coach so that I am not, like, let's say I have to deal with this for like the rest of my life or whatever. Okay, fine. Well, then I'm just, I'm going to learn how to speak more clearly and and to, I'm, I'm just going to learn how to cope with it and you can do that with vocal lessons. I know that. I know that. So that's fine. But I just wanted you guys to know that I was dealing with that. And um, it it was really, really bugging me because I didn't know what it was, you know? And I thought I had vocal nodules. Um, I'm, I'm happy to say I don't. I think that's a good sign. But it's like anything. Once you know, then you're like, oh, okay, okay, now I know what this is and we can, we can move forward. Just a reminder, please only reply and offer your advice if, in fact, you are an ENT, you are married to an ENT, or you had this exact diagnosis. Because in the meantime, I mean, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to figure it out. I just feel like I should probably tell you guys because you hear my voice all the time. And I know some of you have noticed it. Uh, I notice it. I'm you know, kind of self-conscious about it. I'm trying not to be now, but, uh, oh, this is funny. The doctor said to me, um, you do know you're excessively talkative. I was like, did I just pay to be insulted? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, so what should I do between now and our next testing? He's like, we need to stop talking. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, stop, stop. He's like, yeah, you, you would probably do well with some serious vocal rest. I'm like, well, I, I, I kind of can't do that. And he goes, get someone else to cover your shifts. I'm like, huh. Now, how am I going to explain to him? I can't do that. Like, there, there's, I can't say, like, okay, who's going to cover my shifts on social media tomorrow? Like, okay, Shaleen Show recordings by 
by who? Kristen? By Brett? Like, you're just going to be over there making coffee while I'm finishing my podcast? Yep. That's what we do on Car, car Friday. Yeah, it is very chill. Okay, you guys, I am, excuse me, we are nine days away from marrying our daughter, our baby, our beautiful little girl, who today I took her to, she's like, I mean, now, like, it hasn't been, there hasn't been like that much to do because the wedding, her wedding coordinators are freaking awesome. But this week it feels like, now it feels like, oh my God, pressure's on. So now it feels like there's so much to do. And um, I'm helping her create this amazing shoe. I know that doesn't make sense to you, but like, so she has this incredible shoe that she's wearing for the reception. And she saw this like embellishment of the shoe on a runway and she's like, mom, we, we can do this. I'm like, you mean I can do it? So we're just, we're creating this amazing shoe for her uh, reception. I can't wait for you to see it. And then she had a vision for herself for her hair for the wedding. And she asked me to do her hair. Isn't that awesome? I know. I'm so excited. It's amazing because Sierra's like, even though she's a girly girl, and very feminine. She's also very, I don't know how to describe it. Um, um, like she was not the, like, like the little girl who was like, mommy, I want to hold your hand. You know what I mean? Like soft. She was always like tough. Yeah. That's how I would say it. Tough. Like a little bit standoffish. If you needed somebody to go like get, like if you were going to get in a fight and it was going to be a group fight, you'd want to take Sierra with you. Okay. That's what, well, that's, you're describing her that she wasn't a really girly girl. She was, she was like, tough. She's a tough girl. Yeah. I don't know that. Okay. But I know you're, you're playing off the TikTok trend. No, she's just tough. Yeah. Okay. She's just tough. She doesn't get in girl fights. She, nobody would fight her. She had like a presence about her. It's, it wasn't like a really soft, like girly girl, even though she was soft and to us, her presence Outside of the- It's a little intimidating. It's a little intimidating. People have said that. Yeah. But once you, she's soft and sweet once you know her, but yeah. Yeah. She's like, you know, take, take me or leave me. I don't care. But anyways, so I'm like just super over the moon that she's like asking me to help her do these things. I'm like, oh, you know, but I got, you got to play it cool. You have to be like, oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You can't get like too excited. And so then she has this idea for hair and she's like, you know, I want like a really, really long braid. And I'm like, oh. You mean like hair extensions? She's like, yeah. And you know me. You guys know me. I love everything fake. Let's get the nails. Let's get, let's get the hair extensions. Welcome to my fake world. We have been waiting for you. We have been waiting for you. So I went to the salon with her today, and she got her extensions put in. And I just said, just so you know, you're, you will, you've just been cursed. Like one, once you get hair extensions in, I don't – it's – you, you just feel like you are a boy when you take them out. And I wore hair extensions from age like 19 to age like 45. And 19? Yes, Brett. When I met you, you were wearing hair extensions? Yes. What hair extensions were you wearing? I never saw I was you wearing wear. a weft hair extensions. Are you joking? You did not know that? No, I thought so. I was I was being played this whole time. Yeah, it was total bait and switch. Yeah, and there was it was in Michigan. There was like no place to go get weft hair extensions, so I would drive to Detroit, like where I could go to the black salons and get my hair extensions, and because it wasn't like even a thing then, I was so far ahead of my time. Well, 
I've, I've been aren't... fake from from the go. <laughs> from, so basically, Sierra walked in here tonight after getting her extensions. And it's always funny when Sierra gets something done that she loves, she cannot stop looking at herself in the mirror. Yeah, since like, she was three years old. Yes. I mean, like, if she's... If she I always said a, we didn't need to buy her toys. We could just buy her a mirror. Yeah, if she got, like, a sweet outfit or she just felt like something was cool about her look, her hair, her outfit or anything, it was like she could not be in the mirror. Yeah, I think I've told you guys this before. If she gets an outfit that she likes the way she looks in it, she will wear it every single day for like 14 days. Yeah, just go to different places. Yeah. But she doesn't even care if she goes to the same place. Yeah. She's like, it's a good outfit. I'm just, I'm not done. Like, soak it in. So funny. Anyways, so she got her hair extensions. They really do look freaking amazing. But, okay, so if you've never had them, you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you've had them and you've had thin hair all your life and then you get this, like, big, thick, luscious head of hair, you're ruined. You're literally ruined because when you take them out, you feel like, wah, wah. You know what I mean? So I just, when I was like, okay, enough with these long hair extensions. I look like every Orange County housewife. I have to get rid of these. That's why I got rid of mine. the maintenance was not that big of a deal, but I was like, I was sick of like every, you guys don't even understand every single woman at that point in Orange County had these like ridiculously thick, ridiculously long, ridiculously dumb, sorry, looking hair extensions. I'm like, I can't do it. I got to get these out. So I took them out and I chopped my, my own hair, like, you know, the length that it is now, although it's kind of long right now. And I haven't worn hair extensions since then. Now I do from... Uh, like when I wear my hair down and curly, I put in like, like two clips on each side, just those little clipping ones, like little tiny ones are like an inch wide and that fills in the sides. But the rest of my hair doesn't have hair extensions because it's up half the time. Anyways, do you even care about this? I don't know. It's girly stuff. My point is this. Um, I love it. I love it all. You know, I also love it when she's natural. I, I loved that she, she was never into makeup and never into you know hair and nails and all that stuff. And she's just gorgeous. And now she is into the nails. And now she started her own makeup company. And, and now she's wearing the hair extensions. So I'm like, have I, have I been a good influence or a bad influence? I don't know, but it's she did flip all so the fun. About two years ago. Yeah, and she got very girly. So, anyways, um. I cannot wait to show you guys all the pictures. Like, I'm so freaking excited about my dress. I know many of you guys found it. Um, Also, as I mentioned, I think on Wednesday, um, about like how I resell my clothes, they're on Poshmark and the Poshmark is updated. I put the luxury items up on Poshmark too, but I'm only selling them. Like, so my assistant, Rachel, my ADHD, uh, manager, she is, she handles the Poshmark for me. And I said, do not sell any of those items unless the person can prove that they listen to the podcast. Cause I don't want to have to deal with weirdos. And you know what? If you listen to the podcast, you're not a weirdo. You're normal. You're a normal human being. And I'm like, I'm not selling to weirdos. I'm going to only sell to normal people. So let's figure out a way to make sure that when people order, we can tell if in fact they are, um, what do you call it? Uh, podcast listeners, right? Doesn't pod that make squad. sense? You go, MC, yeah, you got to be a part of the pod squad. Um, the other thing I need to tell you guys, hold on, was, where is it? Oh, yeah. You asked about 
because I did the Q&A on Wednesday. So a couple of other things I wanted to answer. You asked if Sierra and or um, Taylor, my future daughter-in-law, if either of them had wedding showers. They did not. This is interesting. Now, I was happy to throw either of them a wedding shower and both of them were like, huh, I don't know. Like they hadn't even thought about it. And so like, I'm not going to push it, you know, but I'm like, all right, well, let's think about what that would look like and what you would register for. And, you know, here's why you might want to have a wedding shower. Like, so when, when we got married back in the day, you had a wedding shower because like, you know, you needed the pots and the pans and it was kind of a way to honor those people who weren't going to be able to come to the wedding sometimes. And sometimes it was just like to get stuff. I think I had like probably like four wedding showers. I like my mom threw me one. My mother-in-law threw me one. I did a couple's one with, yeah, you're right. We did a bunch of showers and I hated them. I mean, it was great to get the stuff. I couple's one, I could have, I'd rather get my teeth pulled with no Novocaine. Yeah. I mean, showers are weird because yeah, everyone stands around and watches you open I'm gifts. It's just, it's just whole, weird. Like, me a gift because you're coming to my wedding. I know. It's so, so I was kind of excited that neither of them really wanted to do a wedding. And this is what's really cool is both of them have um, uh, wedding registries where instead of registering for like things for their home, they both allowed people to buy them certain special experiences, which, you know, that's like part of that. What are they? Gen Z? The Gen Z? Gen X? No, we're Gen X. They're Gen Z. Yeah, the Gen Zs, they don't want things. They want experiences. I think Taylor might be millennial, right? No? No. mm -mm. No. So they, on their registries, they're both registered, I think, on the not. I think that's what it is. They um, put their, um, like, you know, just different things that they would love, like a helicopter ride or a dinner at a certain restaurant or mopeds for the day on their, on their honeymoon or snorkeling. It's so cool. I love this idea. I think it's so amazing. Because people then can go and, and, um, like they, because the hardest thing to do I don't care who you are, is to like figure out what a gift to get somebody. Yeah. And they've already done it for you. You literally just go on there and you're like, oh, I wanted to spend X amount. This is perfect. I will contribute to a nice dinner. And then you know like, oh my God, they're going to go to this nice dinner and I help pay for it. Yeah. Like I will never forget our um, helicopter ride that we did in our honeymoon. Yeah. And I'm never going to forget that. But if someone had paid for that, which they didn't, we did. But if someone had paid for that, you just are going to remember that forever versus I have no idea, you know, who bought me two of the plates in my China set of 12. You know what I mean? And that's the other thing that's very different now is that kids these days, you know, these young kids are getting married. They don't want heirloom pieces. Did we put it in storage? No, we sold it. We give it away. Sold it, gave it away. You know, because nobody wants that anymore. No. No one's, no one wants, their generation does not want heirlooms. They don't want grandma's china. They do not want the rocking chair that your grandma, they it doesn't go with their decor. It doesn't go with their minimalism. It doesn't go with their whole, like, you know, it just doesn't. They want, they want experiences. So their registry is filled with experiences 
And as weird as like people our age that are like, oh, so they, we're going to buy them a dinner for their honeymoon. That's what they want. They yeah. want the experience. Yeah. But the whole heirlooms thing is kind of interesting. And I, I really want to do another podcast on that because I've been binging um, YouTube videos on – that's one of my favorite things to do is to organize and at the same time be listening to an organizational YouTube in the background. It just pumps me up. It's probably like the equivalent of someone listening to like, I don't know, a fitness trainer doing a YouTube video and then like going to work out. But like for me, like if I'm organizing and at the same time listening to somebody who's created a YouTube video about organization, I'm like in another zone. Don't even come in and interrupt me. I am in my happy place. I'm, it's like next level I can't even tell you how much I enjoy that. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? Like that's, if I think about like, what would my, when people say like, what would your perfect day be like? It would be so boring for you to understand. My perfect day would be completely left alone and to have YouTube videos playing in the background with people talking about how to organize and me just going through like junk drawers and rehanging my shirts so that they're color coordinated like that is such a relaxing enjoyable experience for me oh my gosh that sounds like the perfect day what's wrong with me is that weird yeah it's weird what's your perfect day if mine is to be in my closet organizing things with the youtube on and everyone leaves me alone and i can zone out that's my perfect day what's your perfect day um Going to the beach, hanging out about three o'clock, start drinking some April spritz, dancing on tables, get a little nap in the afternoon. You are literally obsessed with our life in Europe. I mean, <laughs> That's my, you asked my perfect day. Well, I, I want a little different. I want to just have like fun and do di- activities all day. Okay. What about your perfect day when we're here in California? I like to go work out early, which if you're included with that, it's great. But I don't like waiting around till like 11 o'clock while you do your YouTube listening organizational day. That's just on Saturdays on occasion. Go ahead. Um, so then I like to go get a workout early in the morning. I love to go to breakfast. I love bre- going to breakfast. Yeah. love going out to breakfast after the workout. Yes. Come home. Just depend on the day, you know, maybe go out and sit out by the ocean or go do run a couple errands, get some stuff done, maybe get a dry sauna in like my infrared sauna. This sounds like a typical day. This is is just your typical day. And then go out at night. That's a perfect day? I like like the – you said in California. Where else am I going to do it? So I think what I've described is like maybe like your favorite thing to do for about three hours by yourself. What would that be? Favorite thing to do myself for three hours? Yeah. I, I, I love a list and running errands. You do. This man, did you hear what he said? He, this man loves to run errands. I've got, I've got a lot of errands for you to run tomorrow. There's, are you serious? I can't run a lot tomorrow. Sierra and I are going to go some, spend some money for the wedding. <laughs> okay, but can you run some errands for me? Sierra's like, Dad, can we go shopping for the wedding tomorrow? I'm like, sure. Because that means... You know, Daddy Warbucks. Whatever she wants. Swipe, baby. 
We don't look at prices. This man, he freaking loves an errand. Like I can say like, hey, do you mind going to pick me? Like the dumbest thing I'm that we could totally Instacart. He's like, I got it. I got it. He but just see, loves running deal, errands. Is I'm so good at doing errands because like I can look at the list, look at the places that I have to go to and like I can get shit done so fast. I know. I cannot. Like Michaela said to me today, she goes, oh, you, you can get those because uh, I want get, to get little booty shorts for under my dress because my dress is really short. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to get those skims, you know, like mm-hmm. booty shorts. She goes, oh, they have them at Nordstrom's. I said, Nordstrom, no S. I said, I can't go to Nordstrom. She said, why? I said, because if I walk in there, I can't go in there and just buy a pair of shorts. I can't do that. Here's what I will do. I'll walk through every single department. I'll spend about three hours that I don't have there. And I'll buy a bunch of things I don't need. And I will forget to buy the skims. No, I cannot. I can't go places. I can't run errands because my ADHD does not allow for it. We'll take pictures tomorrow of shoes that will work with your dress. Okay. And then we'll send them to you. I'm just like not allowed to shop. I can't go into Target. That's danger. Danger. Warning. Warning. We'll buy things. I don't like going into those stores with you. I know. I hate it. Why? Because you make us walk up every single damn aisle. Like even the toy section. We don't have kids. I do. I like to walk up and down every... I like to see every little thing. When I go grocery shopping with him, he runs in and he gets his like five things. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm getting what we need. I'm like, how do you know what we need if we don't go up and down every aisle. And he's like, I know what we need. I'm like, but you don't know what we don't have. Like there might be a new soap or a cereal we've never seen before or like a cheese that we've never discovered. Like if you don't go down up and down every single aisle and look at everything, how are you going to know what we really need? If we did, if we did that, if we live life in stores, like your brain thinks, we wouldn't be living in the, at the beach any. We'd be we'd be like in a trailer park, <laughs> and we'd be in the poorhouse. We get nothing done. We can say trailer park, so don't get all offended because your girl has lived in trailers before. Like literally, that's we just the- found out that like what el- elderly people don't want to be called elderly people anymore. They want to be called old people. No, they want to be called older people. Older people. Yeah. They don't want to be called please, elderly. Please send the list in the pod squad of all the things that we're supposed to say because I, I mess them up all the time and I don't give a shit. And that's why we have a Patreon. All right, guys. Um, I really do love you. Thank you for all of your questions this week. And um, don't forget to check out the YouTube. Don't forget to leave your comments in the pod squad or in Patreon, wherever it is you're listening. I love you. Or should I say we love you. I mean it. We mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. I love... No, let's just get it right. I love you. I love you. I mean it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye.